Welcome, everybody, to 31 Days of Halloween Challenge Last 20 style. I am Lacey Lou, and with me is the wonderful Carly Ray. Hi, Lacey. Hi, everybody. Hope you guys have been having a wonderful October. I know I have. Hell yeah. What have you been doing this October, Carly? Just watching a shit ton of movies. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you think you've watched now? Uh, I've been keeping track, I think, about 28, I believe, so far. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm at for the month, too. Um, and so far, 12 watches for our challenge. Of course. <laughs> Have you been having fun with the challenge? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, damn, I forgot what I was going to say. Never mind. <laughs> Now, are you going through the challenge, like, daily or um, by, like, what number they're at? Or are you hopping around? Um, well, I did want to do it in order. And, yeah, just, like, one day. Um, but, uh, like, circumstances, like, made me just, like, switch things around a bit. Because <laughs> I didn't want to confuse myself. I knew if, like, I, like, switched all the movies around... I would just be totally lost on what I've seen, what I've not seen. And, um, yeah, I, I broke it the very first day. I was like, okay, I got to switch it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just hopping around just because I just want to watch, like, whatever the mood strikes for. Like, some of them I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that one today, you know? So it just makes it a bit easier for, like, my mental state. Yeah, and uh, for one of the days, you and I actually picked the the same challenge and the same movie which I thought was pretty funny yes we will get into that um yeah so we will be covering this um challenge on either two or three episodes just depending on how the month shakes out I suppose right right so without further ado should we get into our uh, day one movie picks I'm ready all right you want to go uh, first? Sure. Um, so for day one, challenge one, um, I, like I said, I hopped around and um, mine was watch a film with Bill Mosley. He's done so many fucking horror movies that it's kind of ridiculous. So um, there's a lot of a his goddamn. backlog. But, huh? That's a, a goddamn legend. <laughs> He really is. Um, but there's a lot that um, I haven't seen of his. So um, I didn't know which one to pick. So I was like, well, there's a 2023 movie out and it has him. It has Bill Mosley, Robert England and Danielle Harris in it. And it's called Natty Knox. And for anybody that's interested in that, it is free on Tubi to watch. Um, it was. Yeah, I didn't mind it, actually. Um, the story was a bit lacking but I felt like you know sometimes when they put like you know notable actors in like these lower budget movies um like even the acting fills off like you just kind of like dread it a little bit like it just feels like they're there for a paycheck you know what I mean um and this one I felt like they all did wonderful and they, I don't feel like they, like, honed it in. You know, it really felt like they were authentically, like, excited to be there. And actually, the guy who um, directed this also did Halloween 4 with Daniel Harris. So I thought that was kind of a cool little reunion. Oh, that's right. Um, and it does, yeah, and this film um, does take place around Halloween as well. So um, that was a fun little thing. I wish they had you know, implemented more of the Halloween atmosphere into it. Um, but I thought everybody did a solid job acting. It's good for like a one-time watch and kind of fun to throw on during Halloween time because it does take place around Halloween. So that is my day one watch, Natty Knox with Bill Mosley. So what was your rating on that? Um, probably like a 2.5. Oh, straight down the middle. Nice. Yeah, like it's watchable. Like I'm, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Maybe I'll cover it on Thrills and Chills at some point because it is a Halloween movie. But um, yeah, so like it, it's a good for an October watch. Um, but like I wouldn't probably throw it on at any other time. 
Okay, so my day one watch. Um, so I originally was going to do it in order, but then my family and I started like painting pumpkins and we were kind of in a like Disney family friendly kind of mood. So I ended up switching it. So day one is my family friendly horror film and I chose Monster House. And Monster I've only House- seen that once. <laughs> huh? I've only seen that movie once. Did you like it? Yeah, I saw it in the theater. I took um, my cousin and um, actually I volunteered for like Big Brothers, Big Sisters um, a long time ago. So I took my little and my cousin as well to go see it. Oh, that's really cool. Really traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I was traumatized. I couldn't even like watch the trailer. It was on the big screen. I just like heard it. I was so freaked out by it. <laughs> like boy back in the day but now it's like one of my go-tos for halloween um yeah it's uh it's very very creepy like it's very it's a very sad story but a very creepy setting and the animation was just absolutely superb yeah i remember the animation is good like the atmosphere is good what year did that come out uh well, was it 2006 or was that earlier? It feels oh, like a 2006 movie. And I didn't realize, it doesn't feel like it had been released that long ago. That's because I think it just like flew under the radar. And nobody ever talks about it anymore. Yet yeah, I think it's a good movie to watch. Like, I've only seen it back when it came out, but I remembered enjoying it. So I don't know why I haven't gone back to it. Oh, it's a wonderful movie. If you want to rewatch it, it's on Hulu. It's just so fantastic. Yeah, um, I think maybe Danos will pop that on eventually this month. And it has a hell of a cast, too. Like, Steve Buscemi, fucking Maggie Gyllenhaal. <laughs> um, who else is in it? Uh, let's see. Kevin James, John Heater, Jason Lee. Just, like, so many fucking big names in this movie. And nobody ever talks about it. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely, like, mid-2000s casting, too. Like, you said yep. John Heater. <laughs> like, yeah. That was, like, prime. Um, but, yeah, uh, it was a rewatch for me. It wasn't a first-time watch, and I gave it a 5 out of 5 after this last watch. Nice. Yeah, it, it you just... Know, it, no, go ahead. Sorry. Huh? I said go ahead. Oh, uh, it just, it hit everything for me. Like, it was just a wonderful movie. Nice. Um, yeah, all of the films on my list so far, and I think they will continue to be because I'm actively trying to do that, they're all first-time watches. Yeah, mine have mostly been rewatches. I, I I need to watch more first-time watches, but I haven't been. <laughs> like, they're not all good, I can tell you that, but then, like, there are some, like, there's one that, like, I can't stop thinking about, and it's actually my day two movie. Oh, nice segue. What's your day two movie? Thank you. I do what I can. Um, my day two movie um, was actually a Spanish horror film, so one that, um, you know, uh, Spain took place in Spain or um, or Spanish horror director. You can kind of, like, whatever, you know. But uh, Guillermo del Toro is a director that, you know, I I love Crimson Peak, but I'm not, like, familiar with, like, his whole backlog of stuff. Like, I know, like, he's amazing for, like, his, you know, prosthetics um, or aesthetic. I don't Am I saying this properly? I don't know. Um, but, like, he's very well known for, like, his ghost stories. And so, like, and I've always been really fond of ghost stories it's one of my favorite subgenres um of horror and so i don't know why i haven't gotten to him sooner um so i don't know like i was just scrolling through the list i wanted to do pan's labyrinth for this but it wasn't streaming anywhere so i'm gonna have to buy that one but um it, there was a couple i could have chosen for this but i don't know uh chronos was on um Max, so I decided to go with that one since I'd never seen it. The story sounded interesting. I liked the premise of it, um, which is about this. Have you seen Kronos? No, I haven't. 
Ah, it's wonderful. Um, it has, um, so it's about this older man and, you know, his, he's, has a granddaughter and a wife and they're like very much in love and he is such a fondness for his granddaughter and he comes across this scarab and it basically turns him into a vampire and then like you have Ron Perlman randomly in this but I guess it's not so randomly because I guess he is like in Hellboy and all that which I haven't seen those either so they're on my watch list soon yeah um, I have not no huh I, I do. I'm due for a rewatch as well. It's a. It's been so long since I've seen those. But yeah, so like I don't. The story, like I don't know. Like it's a, it's a vampire movie. Um, I don't want to give like too much away because like it came out in 1993 and I had never seen it and never seen anybody really talk about it. But I was just like blown away by like I just thought it was beautiful. Um, like and it had some really funny moments, like probably unintentionally, but um. I don't know. I loved it. Um, it was like sad. It was like, I don't know. It put me in my feels like uh, the horror done right, in my opinion. And like, like, cause it got me into my emotions. So yeah, this movie hands down is like a five out of five for me. Damn. I have to, I have to add that to my watch list. Yeah. I loved it. Like it's like half in English, half in Spanish. So like, it was kind of cool. Um, yeah, definitely check that out if you haven't. It's just a really beautiful vampire tale. So day two was vampire. No, it was uh, Spanish horror. Oh, gotcha. Yep. So yeah, what was your day two? So my day two was a horror film from the year I turned 13, which was 2009. Surprise, surprise. Another 2009 movie. Um, <laughs> But I was actually hanging out with my brother that day, so I let him choose. And he decided on The Final Destination, the fourth film. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Well, people hate that movie. (laughs) I mean, I liked it. I'm just kind of bummed it didn't really offer anything new, you know? Yeah. um, Like, I'm honestly kind of glad it was not the, the, the final installment in the franchise. Like, I think the franchise ended on a great fucking <laughs> great ending because we ended up watching that one like right after this one. But um, yeah, like the, the kills were pretty decent, um, beautifully set up. Glad the racist character died slowly. <laughs> Not going right. to lie. Fuck that guy. Um, can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? <laughs> I was like, has a sense of humor. That's just funny. <laughs> Like, I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. No, um, I, I, like, I, yeah. um, it's just not my favorite in the franchise. I ended up giving it a three out of five this time. Yeah, me and Dan uh, did, like, a drunken commentary on that, like, earlier in the year, and we had a lot of fun doing it. It was, like, a quick watch. Um, yeah, like, it's not as bad as what people say like it does have like its moments like I just I think the problem that my main problem with it is like I love movie theater horror and I feel like that should have been like the opening oh um yeah so like the racetrack I think like being in a more confined space would have might like if they had flipped that just a bit and maybe ended at like the racetrack or something it could have been you know maybe a little more epic Oh, man, could you imagine, like, the mall massacre? Oh, that would have been, like, fantastic as the opening. Yeah, especially for the time since, like, malls are kind of, like, a dying, like, delicacy. And, yeah, like, I just think that would have been, you know, I I don't know. I just think that they missed the mark. Like, the escalators freak me the fuck out. There's a lot of things in four that, like, me personally get you know, frightened by, like, I love being in a theater, but, like, there's something claustrophobic about it to me, you know, and, like, anything could go wrong just in this fucking auditorium, you know, and I just feel like they kind of missed that moment, but then, like, like, I'm not afraid of a racetrack, you know, Um, unless I was a race car driver, so, 
I think, you know, like bridges scare me. So that's why five got me good. Um, you know, airplanes are scary. Roller coasters are scary. Driving on the highway is scary. So I feel like they should have did something else for the opening of this one. Because, like, not everybody goes to a fucking racetrack. Right. <laughs> And I just feel like, you know, everybody's that would be sitting in the theater, like, they just missed the mark, you know? Like, because people are there to see a movie, so, like, I'm sure, I don't know. That's just my take on fourth, but that's where I think they went wrong was definitely the opening. Yeah, definitely. Like, now that you put it sorry, I like, wish it was, like, the mall massacre, like, that being the premonition. Right? Like... Like the the buildings collapsing or the malls collapsing, you know, or yeah. Miss opportunity, foul show, foul show, foul show. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to uh, hijack your uh, day two watch. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're having a conversation here. That's all good. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun one to talk about, and um, luckily I'd seen that one a few times that I could provide a little banter for it. <laughs> Like, honestly, I, I do wish there were more um, Final Destination films. Like, I don't know if they're, if the sixth one is, like, confirmed or anything, but... but it, it is. is like, it, it's in the works for sure. Like, I, I can't uh, wait. <laughs> it was supposed to come out sometime this year, but I think, you know, with, like, the writer strike and the actor strike, probably won't see it till, I don't know, either next year or the one after. But who knows? Maybe maybe it's in production. We don't even fucking know about it. Yeah, it could be just like under the radar, hush hush type thing. Yeah, I guess some of the writers from Scream um, are helming that script as well. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, I'm definitely interested. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you ready for my day three? Yes. Hit me with it. All right, day three, I chose inspired by or based on true events. I don't think you've done this one yet. Oh, no, not yet. Um, yeah, um, so I chose a movie that, like, has been on my watch list forever. Um, I was, like, a big fan of, like, the eight films to die for. And, like, I feel bad because, like, I've never seen this one. So I'm like, well, maybe that's why they stopped doing it is because I stopped watching them. You know, <laughs> like, but did you ever watch, like, the After Dark Horror Fest eight films to die for? Um, is that, like, the movies, like, Dark Ride, The Grave Dancers, and Reincarnation? Yes. Then, yes. Yeah, it was, like, all part of, like, a film festival, and it was amazing, and, like, they only did, like, four years of it, I think. I'm kind of sad that, like, um, it stopped. Like, people need to bring it back, because the movies were all pretty quality, too. Yeah, like, Like, I fucking love Grave Dancers. That's my all-time favorite. Yeah, I have a lot of fun with these films. Um, So I chose um, Borderland because, um, you know, it has Ryder Strong, you know, Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World in it. Um, I don't know if you were too young to watch Boy Meets World or not, but if you haven't, you should still watch it. Yeah, I used to watch it. Oh, okay. Did you watch Girl Meets World too? Well, the, well, it's it's good, too, because um, it brings back, like, all of the characters. So it's kind of cool. Um, God, I really need a new office chair. You can hear me, like, squirming a lot all the time. Sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, this chair fucking sucks. I lost a wheel. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so be getting one soon, hopefully. Um, I wish they'd give me a laptop so I can work downstairs instead of being in my office upstairs. That would be amazing. But anyways, back to Borderland. Um, yeah, so this is, like, based off of a true story of um, things that, like, go down in Mexico. And um, these uh, people that are, or this group of friends are, like, this trio of guys are, like, vacationing down in Mexico. And one of them ends up going missing. And they have to, um, so they, like, go kind of looking for him. And, but he's been taken by, like, a cult. So, like, the movie is a bit slow-paced, but there's some really disturbing shit that happens in this movie. So, um, yeah, like, I didn't mind it. I just wish that it had been a little bit faster-paced. But um, 
Yeah, it's crazy to think that these things actually do happen in real life. And like when you put it into perspective like that and because you're not just watching a movie, sometimes you are watching like things that have actually fucking happened. I don't know how much of this has actually happened. I didn't end up looking into it. But yeah. Um yeah, it was it was, it's a solid horror movie for sure. Um especially if you're a fan of, you know, um those after dark horror films, then I definitely suggest that you should watch it for if you're a completist. Um, yeah, it is on Plex with ads for those that want to watch it. Oh, and funny. I probably give it, I probably give it like either a three or a three point five, just because it is a little bit slow. I wish it had been a faster. And the opening is kind of like takes you back a little bit, but then it gets into the story, and then you're kind of getting invested into the characters. So, it's interesting. For sure. And so that was inspired by, like, true events? Yeah, cults that take place down in Mexico. Did I ever tell you the cult shop that I went to? No, you didn't. Yeah, um, I was part of like uh this this film group and uh they were setting up shop in this um place run by a cult and i don't know it was just really weird it's like they were um the the friend who i don't speak to anymore uh she was like the like the director and she was talking like she was like okay we're going to go in here and we're going to like drink coffee and order and stuff. And they say that we can do that if we like take a pamphlet talking about their cult on our way out. And like, so the place is only for the cult members. I don't know. It just didn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Like we're buying your coffee, but we have to read your literature. And everybody else grabbed a pamphlet, and uh, I, I I just left with that one. I didn't grab one. Well, yeah, that's what's catchy. It's so funny because I was telling my my dad and my brother, like once I got to my dad's place, and he was like, "You were where?" Oh, <laughs> like, no. uh, I probably shouldn't have told him because he did not like that I was around a cult, but <laughs> they didn't get me. Oh. It's kind of funny, though, because, like, one of the most iconic episodes of Boy Meets World is where Sean joins a cult, which is um, Ryder Strong. (laughs) So um, it's kind of funny that he went on to play in a cult movie. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. (laughs) All right. What's your day three? Day three was home invasion horror. Um, I definitely wanted to go with something different because my usual go-tos would be like the strangers or you're next. So I was like, you know what? I have the wine to see this movie. This is my first, first time watch. Um, the remake of when a stranger calls was my choice for day three. That is one of Dan's favorite fucking movies. He never shuts up about it. I don't know why he likes it so much. I really don't. (laughs) Um, but uh, honestly, the suspense on it was done so well. Like, it, it had a very creepy atmosphere. What, what I didn't like, though, was the pacing of it. Like, the buildup to, like, her actually getting attacked by the stalker, it just, like, it took forever for the buildup. And then once they're finally, like, head-to-head, like, she's running, she's trying to get the kids out of the house, it just it happened so quickly. And that kind of took me out of it as like all of that just for that. <laughs> like could have been done so much better, you know. But I it over the original. I know we covered the original on our show. Yeah, the the original still like greatly disappointed me. I did like the remake a little better, but I still had to give it about a three out of five. The best one in the franchise is actually When a Stranger Calls Back. I know. I, I probably should have gone with that one for my home invasion choice, but I am definitely going to see it at some point. 
Yeah, definitely do. I think it's streaming too. <clears throat> but yeah. um like Peacock. Yeah. Uh I don't know, actually. Um but yeah, um <clears throat> it's been a while since I've seen it, but it has one of the scariest movie moments and I know I've talked about it, but I don't think I spoiled it for you, so you need to watch it. It'll okay. creep you out. Um yeah, I'm not like I'm, Dan's gonna make me watch when a stranger calls before the end of this month. So um <laughs> I know that's coming sooner than later. Um but yeah, um it, it's okay. Like I just remember the PG thirteen rating at one point in time. Like I used to be like a PG thirteen snob when it came to horror movies. I'm like, and eh, it's PG thirteen, it's not gonna be any good. Because like they are a bit lackluster compared to like your hard R's, you know? And <laughs> This one is definitely fucking PG-13, and it feels it. And I think that's why, like, I'm, oh, like, I look, I don't mind PG-13. Like, look at, like, um, uh, Drag Me to Hell. Like, that is a good PG-13 movie. Absolutely. Like, it's got a little bit of gore. It's got, you know, quick, gross, gory things happening. It's got a demented fucking goat. Now, <laughs> when a stranger calls, it just... Like, somebody gets thrown and they're dead, you know? To what I remember. I can't remember anything else more disturbing happens, but I'm, Dan is making me rewatch it, so we'll just leave it there for me for now, and we'll tap back into that on another one of these episodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So what did you say you rated that? Uh, three out of five. Three out of five. Okay. Um, well, my day four was actually Home Invasion. Nice. And I went with um, In Their Skin. Um, I kind of fell asleep on it, I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. Um, I think Home Invasion is a tricky subgenre to get right. Um, like, The Strangers is, like, one of my favorite horror movies ever. We've also covered that one. But, um, like, I love that one so much. And... Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel we need to cover the strangers pray at night. I need to see if I really like that any better. But, um, yeah, this one in their skin, it has Selma Blair in it. I didn't recognize anybody else. Um, it's like really, really slow and nothing happens until like the third act. And when it does, it's just like really not anything. Um, the only thing I would say that was uniquely different about this film would be, the fact that it's so it's a mother, father and son. And then the intruders are a mother, father and son as well. And they want to like steal their identities and like their mannerisms and take over who they are as a family. And I don't know, it's just very lackluster and kind of like it just, it just didn't do anything for me like whatsoever. So I like I was in and out sleeping on that one. But um Definitely one of my least favorite watches of this challenge thus far. So I would give it like like a 1.5. Yeah, I I hate movies that barely have anything until like near the end. Unless it's like, it's just. The payoff is there, you know, like I love a good slow burn. Like, um. I love a good slow burn. Like, Bavarium, I think, is a, a slow burn, you know. I, Midsummer's a bit of a slow burn. Um, but th- there was no payoff here, and it's just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even remember how it ended. It was that fucking dumb. But, I've definitely been there, like, where I literally forget, like, good chunks of the movie because they were just so boring. Like, I definitely been in your shoes <laughs> <laughs> so what is your day four my day four was meta horror and Ooh. i'm not gonna lie i had a lot of difficulty with this one because like um i own all pretty much all the screen films except for the sixth one and i wanted to do something different so but i literally had to google meta horror films Because it's one of those things where I'm not really sure how to describe it. It was like 
kind of self-aware, kind of fourth wall breaking, like Google described it. So I, I just looked at the list and I noticed that the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 was listed as a meta horror. And so I was like, okay, let, let's do this one. I, I originally was going to save it for my Bill Mosley um, choice, but I think I want to do something new with him. So I, I chose it for this challenge. And although I'm not sure how it's classified as a meta horror film, um, I did like it more the second time around because as I said before in the last 20, I hated it the first time I saw it. I hated the tonal change and it was just like, it seemed so ridiculous to me. But um, like watching it here, I was able to just like sit back and just like enjoy it for what it is, you know, just like a, a fun, doesn't take itself seriously, just brutal ride <laughs> and i'm not gonna lie like fucking dennis hopper he went all out with that performance like I, I have to applaud him there like he hated doing the movie but he just went all in on it and i respect that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah um what makes it meta i believe is um you know, Toby Hooper, like, they basically wanted him to direct the same movie again. And that's kind of what we got with, um, it, which is kind of funny when you think about the, the reboots, right? Because the Texas Chainsaw 2003 and then Texas Chainsaw New Beginning, they're essentially the same fucking movie, right? So, right. and that's what the studio wanted Toby Hooper to do was basically just recreate the same movie, but slightly different. So he's like, no, I'm just, no, we're not doing that, you know? So um, I think there's more to the story. I, I'm probably not even telling it right. But I find it interesting that that's what they wanted him to do, and that's what they ended up doing for the re the reboots. Um, but um, it is, like, self-aware in itself. Um, so I, it's definitely meta. Like, especially, like, with the movie posters and stuff, like, um, they did, like, the Breakfast Club poster, um, yeah. you know, kind of making fun of it. And I think any time that um, movie references are made, like, in a horror movie, like, it becomes meta. Like, yeah. so I know that's one criteria for it, at least. Um, I think it does get... Um, it does get a little wonky with how people describe it because um, I, I believe it just has to be like self-aware of what it is because Wes Craven's new nightmare is also meta. Um, and, and I, huh? It's funny cause I almost went with new nightmare, but I told myself I wasn't going to do any of my DVDs. So I had to go back to Google. <laughs> yeah, but. no, it, yeah, no, it's interesting because, like, it's meta because Wes Craven's aware that it is a script and she was an actress playing the character in the same franchise and Freddy's back and it's all of that. So, like, it's it's, it's being a self-aware. Um, I would say that Texas TCM2 is, like, loosely meta. Mm. But, like, it qualifies because I've heard people talk about it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. For sure. So I'm giving it a 3.5 out of 5 because it was it was just goofy fun. You know, it's not my favorite in the franchise, but I, I still liked it a hell of a lot more than The Next Generation. I actually watched that movie and I just, I was so pissed off. I just, <laughs> yeah, like, it was one, like, I don't even know how I to mean, describe it. I think when it's coming to, like, these franchise movies, like, I'm getting less and less pissed off at them as they go. Um, if, and, like, I guess if, like, you want something done at this point, like, might as well just write it and submit it ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, that's ultimately, like, why people get pissed off. Is, like, what would you have wanted to see out of Generations instead of what Pete got with Matthew McConaughey and his weird-ass leg? I don't know, just, like, it was just so weird. Like, there was one part where, like, one of the prom kids, he literally had a gun pointed at him, and 
he like locked the guy pointing the gun at him out of the house and it was a Texas chainsaw house and he was just like, Oh, my girlfriend's missing, I heard screaming, I'm just gonna go casually walk in there and go to the bathroom and all that shit. Like waits till he fucking take his, takes a piss and then suddenly he freaks out, suddenly he's trying to find his girlfriend. Like I don't know, it was just it was really odd. Just everything it was just really I will say um, this about TCM, too, because um, I just recently had to watch um, Generations um, as well. But um, I will say about TCM, too, I think that opening is that movie that that opening scared me as a child. Like, it still bugs me, like when he's holding like because Chop Top is the hitchhiker's dead or Chop Top is the hitchhiker. Hitchhiker's brother is Chop Top, right? His twin brother. Honestly, I thought, I think when I first watched the movie, I thought Chop Top was the hitchhiker after he got hit by the truck. I know, it's super confusing, right? (laughs) But that's who, like, you know, like, when they're on top of the car, like, that's who they're holding up is the hitchhiker. Like, when they're, when it's dancing. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. (laughs) It's kind of cool, right? Oh, that was way off then. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, I don't know, I just think that's fun, um, but it, I don't know, and, like, when he's sawing him in half with the car, and talking on the radio, like, how frightening would that be, like, to hear that, like, actually on, you know, if you're the DJ on the other end of that. Right. And then just, like, getting mixed up in it by actually playing it on the radio, I don't know, it was just. <laughs> yeah. Um, Super creepy. Um, I lost my books. Okay, there we are. Um, yeah. So day five for me. Day five. Um, yeah. um, day five for me uh, was directed by David Cronenberg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I actually wanted to pick Dead Ringers, and I probably should have, but Mike Merriman fucking talked me out of it for some reason because he was just like, yeah, you got to pay attention to Dead Ringers, and Scanners are just fun. Like, whatever. Um, it does have some cool effects. It's got some, like, exploding heads. Like, um, th- this just isn't for me. This is, like, very sci-fi-y. Like, I've come around on sci-fi quite a bit in the most recent years, but I don't know. This just, like, I was bored, man. I was bored. I had to watch it in two settings. If I have to watch a movie in two settings, like, it's usually kind of bad, right? So. Honestly, I had never finished it. (laughs) Yeah, I was bored. I was bored. I wish I would have went with, chose something else. But, I mean, that's, that's what this challenge is, you know, like, I'm challenging myself to watch things that I've never seen before, basically. Um, You know, but, and other times, I mean, like, trust me, it'd be so much easier to throw on, like, a comfort film or whatever for me. But I'm trying to get my knowledge of horror more vast, if that makes sense. And like expand my horizons, if you will. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, like, yeah. So that's why I chose Scanners. <laughs> but I wish I had chose um, Dead Ringers because I hadn't seen that one either. Because um, I think that probably would have been more suitable storyline for me. But whatever, I can cross it off my fucking ever ne- never ending list. So I don't really have too much to say about it. Um, I watched it over like a week ago, so I don't really remember it. Um, but yeah, it, like I'm sure like a lot of people love it. And that's cool. just not my cup of tea. Um, I'd give it like a two. Yeah, I never really had the desire to finish it. So I don't really blame you there. <laughs> um, De- Dead Ringers was pretty decent. Um, I definitely need to watch that one again, but don't know what my choice for Cronenberg is going to be. Um, so for my day five, I picked, uh, anthology horror film. Mm. Um, a lot of choices out there. I decided to go with, uh, the ABCs of death two. It's been a while since I've seen that one. Huh? It's been a while since I've seen that one. Yeah, what was it streaming on? Shoot. 
probably <laughs> need to include that when I'm talking about these movies. Um, I think it might be Prime that it's streaming right now. But yeah, honestly, um, the more I watch it, the more I realize how much I love it more than the first one. Because, like, the first one, admittedly, I have a few short films that I just I skip over, you know? With this yeah. one, I don't really have the desire to, like, skip over them. Like, I watch it completely, and I, I fucking love all these films. And it kind of makes me bummed out that there's not an ABCs of Death 3. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's so random, and then you get those stories that are just, like, so unique and like, so well executed, you're like, why can't this be a feature film? Um, so, I ended up giving this one a 4.5 out of 5. Do you have a favorite story? Um, I actually did a top 10 a while back, and number one, I did a Why is for Youth. Uh, uh, refresh my, I've, only, I've only seen both of those films once, so refresh my memory. I was about this teenager who has just, like, these horrible fucking parents. And through, like, Clay, she imagines, like, um, she imagines finally telling her parents off her, I think it was her mom and her stepdad, um, just, like, all the shit that they did to her and said to her. And uh, she just imagined, like, all of this, like, revenge on them. It was, it's so... It's really weird to watch, but the message behind it, like, it just hit. It hit me. So, um, definitely my number one. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. Um, is that, is part two, ABC's of Death 2, the one where, like, the dude has, like, all the cum? <laughs> Um, dude has all the cum. Yeah, like, there's, like, a really, like, gross one where it, like, involves, like, masturbation. Oh, no. Am I thinking of the... Nope, that is, that is the first one, and that is one of the ones I skip over. <laughs> okay, like, I, I can't ever remember, so, like, I just remember, like, that's, that's pretty much all I remember of either of those films, so, like, I need to give them a rewatch. Definitely. Yeah. Um... But yeah, there, there was just, like, so many great ones. Like, just gotta sift out the really uncomfortable ones. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, that's a good anthology, because it has a bunch of them. Absolutely, mm. yeah. All right. So, day six for me was, I went with, uh, directed by William Castle. Mm, nice. Um, so yeah, another first time watch. Um, this one was cool. I wanted to do like straight jacket, but, um, William Castle's been like, obviously was known as like the gimmick guy back in his heyday. Right. Um, to where he would, you know, do special things like in a theater, um, to make the audience like be more involved in the movie, like not like, like 3d or, you know, like, uh, like if there's like water on the screen, like it's basically a 40x experience before 40x was ever a thing. Like, like it would splash like water at you, or like fog would enter the room, or you could smell things. You know what I mean? Oh, that would be so cool to experience that. <laughs> Have you ever done a 40x? Have you ever gone 40x? And like the the chairs like are motion, and like if there's something smelling on screen, like you can smell it. Like it'll whip you around. Like, you can feel, like, the cold, or if it gets hot, you can feel the heat. Have you ever been a part of that theater experience? Honestly, I don't think I ever I ever did. Um, well, no, it's kind of new. So, I went and seen the Super Mario Brothers movie like that. Really? How was it? Um, I think if I was a kid, it would have been a lot easier on my body, but, like, it kind of oh. feels a little whiplashy at times. Um, but I, no, it's cool. It's an experience. Like, um, like I think maybe a more tame movie where we're moving around so much should be cool. Like I was more into like the, the aroma, um, you know, like the water sprays, like things like that. I'm not too much into like feeling like I'm on a roller coaster the entire fucking movie. Um, 
But uh, I'm just old. Like, if I was a kid, I would have absolutely loved it, you know? Um, but I, I'm into, like, all the other stuff that it was doing, for sure. Um, but The Tingler, um, it's actually um, Vincent Price, so it was cool to have a movie of him on my list this year. Um but what was cool about this movie is that they implemented, um, like, into the movie, a movie theater as well at, at a point in time. And so it was like, yeah, now if you scream, like, that's better for you, you know? So it was kind of cool that there were people in the theater, like, in the movie as well. So, so like, I think it that would even be considered, like, meta, you know? Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, I definitely recommend um, checking that one out just for, you know, because that's what Castle was known for. And I think this is a good piece to show what he was known for. So, yeah, I loved it. Um, it also had um, a deaf woman in it, which, I, I, you know, that's not something like I had seen a lot in older films. So, it was really cool to have that incorporated. And, um yeah, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one. I give it a, a, a 4.5. Yeah, that was, like, that was one of the ones that was, like, on my watch list when it was, like, 700, 900 titles in. And then I just completely wiped all of it. So I probably need to re-add it to my list now. Yeah, it's on Plex. So if you download the Plex app, it's on there for free, yeah. Uh, yeah. What is your day six? My day six was found footage horror film. Honestly, it is just one of my all-time favorite subgenres. I love found footage. I can't get enough of it. I went with uh, 2016's Blair Witch, which is the sequel to the original film. And I, I only saw it once before, and that was in the theater. So... Like, I hadn't seen it for years, and I still felt everything I felt when I was in the theater. I fucking loved this movie. I thought it was a fantastic follow-up, especially after, like, all this time, like, doing a freaking sequel, like, decades later is a very difficult thing to do, and I think they just really, like, nailed it with this one. Like, it was still so creepy, and they added new elements to it, which I thought was so clever. Like, it made me just, like, really intrigued in it. And, um, yeah, now I wish that there was another one out there. <laughs> I just thought it was really cool, so I ended up giving it a 5 out of 5. Nice. Um... Blair Witch is notably not my favorite thing. Um, my favorite out of the trilogy that we have of them is actually The Book of Shadows. <laughs> I do love that. Um, like, I feel like that's one of those things, though. Like, I, I've talked about it with The Strangers. Like, if you love the original Strangers, you're probably not going to like the second one so much. And if you like the second one more, you probably didn't like the first one as much. You know? Well, obviously, duh. But you get what I'm yeah. saying. Like, And so I, I kind of feel like if you're a Book of Shadows person, then, like, you probably didn't like the first one as much, right? Um, Honestly, I don't know. Like, I, really I was like more entertained by Book of Shadows. There's a lot going on in that movie. It feels like a 90s music video, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, though. Definitely. Um, but yeah, Book of Shadows. Uh, honestly, I love all three films. Like, um... Like, Book of Shadows technically would be a meta film, right? Because, like, they're discussing the movie in that movie. Yeah. Yes, indeed, ma'am. Yeah. That is definitely meta. So, what See, we, we're learning. What work do you like? here. <laughs> <laughs> I love learning. <laughs> it's fun. Learning is fun. All right, day seven. Um, I chose found footage for day seven. Um, I have, I had this DVD for like the longest time, like so many years ago, probably like when the DVD first came out for this, whenever that was. So I've had it for like well over a decade and, um, I just never even threw it on. I buy movies and just don't even watch them. 
And I'm, so I was trying to rectify a little bit of that this Halloween. Because um, most of the movies I buy are horror, right? Yeah. So, ironically, <clears throat> um, this and what intrigued me about this one, it says, this may have influenced the Blair Witch. It certainly preceded it. So it came out before the Blair Witch. I believe this one was 98. Um, but it, they had started filming it in, like, 95, which was cool. Um, and it's called The Last Broadcast. Huh. Um, it's more of, like, a doc like it's it's like documentary style with found footage um it is a bit slow so like i don't recommend it probably for everybody if one you don't like found footage two you don't like documentary style um this is definitely not going to be a lot of people's cup of tea um and it's very very cheap done but it's actually kind of inspiring because it was only made for like 900 dollars, and some of it's like actually shot on video but I thought it was super creative, um, considering that what they put together on that low of a budget. And I mean, I've seen some really low budget movies that suck, you know, um, I don't I thought the, I thought what they did here was really inventive and creative and I really did appreciate the twist ending of it. And that's all I'll say because I never see anybody talk about this one. So, um, if, you know, if Blair Witch is kind of your thing, if documentaries are your thing, definitely check it out. And it does have a, a cool little ending. Nice. So, yeah, I give this one, um, especially for, you know, the budget and the twist at the end, um, I give it a four. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so my day seven, uh, I picked horror movie with a number in its title. And it was funny because I was going to, like, just bombard you with a bunch of questions. Just be like, um, do sequels count? Like, technically has number two in it? Or uh, does it have to be an actual number? Can it be spelled out? Like, I, <laughs> I was just going to be so annoying with that. But um, I ended up finding uh, 2001 Maniacs because I only saw it once years ago. Wanted to, like, give it another shot. And, uh, <laughs> I don't even what? know what to say. What movie is like, it? Uh, 2001 Maniacs. Oh, okay. And you don't. It, it was just, it was very uncomfortable a lot of the times. Like, um. so, okay, it's about this group of college kids who are driving down to Daytona for uh, spring break, but they ended up uh, taking a detour to this just hick little town <laughs> um the oh God, what was it Con confederate like town down in the south and uh yeah. yep yeah it it just it had very very uncomfortable moments and uh like one of the characters was a black man and while the town just was just like, oh, welcoming of the white people driving in. Like, once he came in, everybody was just silent. I was like, oh, I'm not sure I want to finish this movie. Um, and my brother was watching it with me at the time. He was like, there's no way he would have stayed in that town for a free meal. I was like, hell, I wouldn't have stayed in that town for a free meal if that's how they acted. Like, fuck that. Um, but it, I, I love the cast. And, like, it definitely had its, like, had super creative kills like super gory moments that I absolutely loved but yeah <laughs> I did not I I did not like it second time around really I I gave it a three out of five because um like it it was very I don't know <laughs> I don't really know what to say about it other than that um, I've only seen it once, and the only thing that, like, I really remember from it is there's, like, a scene with a horse. Oh, yeah, the the horse-pulling scene. Yeah, like, it's pretty graphic. Um, I don't know. I think it's, like, one of those, like, it's a spring break movie, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, I, th I think, like, it's okay, like, if, like, and it's Robert England. He's always great. Um, I, like, I don't remember, like, a whole lot of it, to be honest with you. I just, the moments that I just pointed out, um, it, it's corny, campy, um, 
it feels like something that would have came out of the 80s, um, but obviously, well, actually, it feels like something that would have came out of the mid-2000s. But I guess there's, like, another film, like, 2000 Maniacs, right? Is that, are they, like, connected? Um, I think 2001 Maniacs is a remake, and 2000 Maniacs was, like, made in 1964, I think. So, old, old. And, um... Uh, there was actually a sequel that has Bill Mosley in it, um, playing the Robert Englund character, uh, called, like, um, Field of Screams or something like that. Ah. But yeah, the cast was definitely not the problem. <laughs> right. All right. So, so you said you gave it a three out of five? Yeah, three out of five. All right. Uh, well, day nine for me, um, I was like, this was a day where like, I just like wasn't in the mood. And so I ended up choosing um, a vampire flick. Um, Did you say day I nine? Thought, day nine, right? Are we on day nine? Or I'm sorry, day eight. Day eight. Okay, I got so confused. <laughs> yeah, another um, So day eight vampire flick. Um, I thought I threw on uh, From Dust Till Dawn part two. Because um, that's always one that I've been wanting to watch. But instead, I like guess I was like half out of it and put on uh, Vampires Part 2, uh, John Carpenter's Vampires 2. But it's not even John Carpenter. It's um, oh. Tommy Lee Wallace. <laughs> um, low but Yes, low sm- however you say it. I don't know. I couldn't get into Like, I like the first one a lot. A lot. This one just... I don't know, like, it's Bon Jovi as, you know, a vampire slayer. You have Eddie Winslow from Family Matters with a man bun. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on here. Um, it just, and it also has uh, the the opening kill girl from uh, Urban Legend in it. Yep. So that was interesting for sure. And, um, yeah, um, hang on just one second here. Um And, um, yeah, so it's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who, um, also did, uh, John Carpenter's, um, or he did Halloween season of the witch, right? Um, yeah. yeah, And I guess this was like his last movie. So that's kind of sad. Um, I don't know if he's working on anything now or not, but this like came out like a long time ago at this point. So, who knows, but it's kind of funny that he did two sequels to John Carpenter, so they must be friends or something. But, yeah, this just, like, isn't really my thing, so I give it a two. Like, I, I could have chose so many different vampire movies that I haven't seen. I wish I had. Um, so it was a bit of a bummer of, yeah. And I definitely get that because I that was, like, a, a movie trailer. I just, I fucking love the trailer. I would watch it all the time whenever it came on, and when I finally saw the movie... It was just like a big letdown. Like I'm, I'm just gonna keep watching the trailer. Just that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to really like it, you know, but I just, I couldn't. Um, so I definitely don't blame you there for giving it that rating. I probably gave it like a 0.5 out of five. <laughs> um, so for my day eight, I went with Universal Monster Movie. Nice. And there was a lot to choose from because Peacock now just has like a a ton of the old Universal Monster movies. And I decided to rewatch The Bride of Frankenstein. And I'm not going to lie, I for real think it should be qualified as a horror comedy because it just has some fantastically hilarious moments. Like, especially one of the characters, she was just a hoot every time she was on screen. (laughs) I just, I fucking loved her. Um, But it was great. Like, the only thing that I didn't really like was that the bride was only in one scene. Like, the the rest of the movie was just all about, um, like, Frankenstein Monster, which which I, I do like those scenes, but... 
I was kind of bummed that she only is just like in like the smallest part of the movie when it's literally about her, the bride of Frankenstein. And, um, but I, I still loved it. It's like probably one of my favorite, like older universal monster movies. Now I gave it a 4.5 out of five. Nice. Yeah. I'm not like a lot of the challenges that I put on this list were because I'm not like generally familiar with a lot of the subgenre or subject matter right and universal monster movies are definitely i think i've only seen like frankenstein so um yeah <laughs> oh i'm sorry uh, i did not mean to spoil that for you oh no you're fine um i wasn't going to choose bride of frankenstein this go around anyway so i'll probably forget by the next time uh, by the time i watch that eventually <laughs> um but yeah so that was your day eight? Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, I think um, day nine will be a good point to end it for this episode. Um, what do you think? I agree. I, I think we're off. Um, this was good. This was fantastic. This is so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So we'll just end it with the um, both of our day nine, which is the same film. And that was purely coincidental. I thought that was hilarious. And we both chose a 2023 film. Well, I mean, it's with slasher whodunits, you risk the chance of it getting spoiled online relatively quickly in this day and age. So it's not surprising that we chose it on the same day. <laughs> it was actually funny because I was supposed to watch it the day before, but that day I just got so tired. I ended up crashing at like 7 p.m., just like falling asleep. So we had to wait till day nine. And then I saw you posted it, too. I thought it was just, like, really funny that we decided just that day. <laughs> and the movie that we are referring to is Totally Killer. Um, so what were your thoughts on Totally Killer, Carly? Well, as I said, like, in the past, like, time travel movies, they just, they completely stress me out. Like, I don't like the idea of it and everything. But... It was so different with this film. Like, I wasn't feeling that, like, deep down stress when I was watching it. I was sitting there and just enjoying it. It was so much fun. And, like, I... It was, it was just a blast. It was a fantastic, like, find the kill who done it sort of thing. And it, it just it took a really fresh take on things. And, like, a lot of people were talking about, like, oh, it's so much like the final girls. Like, not really. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that comparison at all, aside from, like, the dead mother. The the dead mother and it, the fact that it's a horror comedy. It's, like, two totally different settings, two totally different situations. And, like, the messages, I think, were different. Like, with the final girls, it was more... Um, about the main character, like, getting a problem, you know, she really didn't have a choice when it comes to, like, trying to save her, you know? And just, it makes me emotional every time I talk about it. I, I fucking love that movie. But Totally Killer, it was, it was just done so well. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how else to describe it. It was just, it was really, it, it was just so much fun. Like, I think everybody was, like, expecting me to love it. Um, I don't think I watched it, like, in my right mindset. Um, it was okay. Um, I, I I probably need to give it another watch before, like, I actually, like, can, like, rate it. Because um, I was just really, really tired, and I watched it pretty late. Um, like, yeah. Um yeah, I don't know, like, um, I'm very, very partial to, like, Final Girls, so, like, hearing the comparisons of that and, like, people liking this one better, I don't know, it's just, like, I don't think they're the same thing aside having similar themes, I guess. Um, I don't know, so, I, like, I liked it, like, there's, like, it's some really great gore moments, some good stabby things going on, um, some some fun jokes I guess but I don't like I said I need to rewatch it to like think before I can fully appreciate it it probably sounds like I hate it I don't like it was it was fine it was watchable but like 
like I said, I don't think I was like in the right headspace to be watching that movie at that time for some reason. Um, I was like really excited, but I was tired. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. Definitely had those days before. So I'll definitely probably be giving it a rewatch. And if I do before we do the next one, I'll let you know. But I'm glad that you enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, um, though I do love Final Girls more, I did give this one a 4.5 out of 5 because I thought it was it was just really fun and so well executed. Right on. Well, I think that is going to wrap us up for this edition of uh, 31 Days of Halloween, The Last 20 Challenge. I'm Lacey Liu. And I'm Carly Ray. Hope you guys have to have a wonderful October and have a wonderful spooky season. It's just, it's been a blast. <laughs> yeah, hopefully uh, we give you guys some good recommendations. We'll be back with more next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.